Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strether. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Welcome to the Shifter Podcast. I am Bar Lovett, and I am so excited to spend some time today with one of our very own. Shifter grew out of a desire for six women to create change and engage growth in their lives. It is such a pleasure to learn more about our chief creative officers. Why? Kelly is a wife and mom of two. After 18 years in a fine art and custom framing gallery, she transitioned to working from home to be more present with her family. Kelly is on a mission to create a life full of abundance and intention. She is all about living each day to lift up others and leaning more into what lights her up. Welcome, Kelly. We're so glad to have you. Good to talk to you as always. So I am super excited to hear more about Kelly's story. Kelly and I met through our mastermind group that was brought together by Gretchen. Kelly and Brooke knew one another, and it has been such a treat to get to know Kelly over these last couple of years. Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about why you felt the desire to join the mastermind group and then how it all evolved for you to where you're in Shifter today? Yeah. So like you said, I I did know Brooke. We had a little bit of a history. We've got a friendship. And so I've kind of got like a Christian background spiritual background and always was drawn to women in that realm. I moved around as a kid. And so I didn't really have like a place I felt rooted in like an established group of ladies. And so when Shifter came up, I really felt like I had gotten to a really good place in my career, in my life where I kind of had things under control and was ready to kind of take things to the next level and had never heard of Mastermind, did not know what that meant, but I trusted Brooke implicitly. I knew she would not steer me wrong. And so I jumped in and then meeting you ladies, um, was a little intimidating, but also exciting. And so I knew that that was a good place to start. You know, you guys were inspiring off the bat and that was very intriguing to me. I knew that it was going to be a commitment, not to just myself, but you guys. And yeah, so that pulled me in and I'm so glad that I stuck around and made it work. It's been life-changing. It has been life-changing. Joining the mastermind group for me also was a little bit outside of a comfort zone because I've done a lot of work on my own by myself. And so stretching myself to work with a group of other women in that type of environment has been game-changing. And there's been a tremendous amount of growth that's emerged from that. So Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about your story? What are some of the challenges or obstacles that you have overcome in your life? Absolutely. I think it's so important that we as women share these kind of things. And really, I think getting into some of the mindset work, I honestly thought that I was getting into the mastermind group as a career booster and did not really realize that it was going to be such a personal growth journey. Those mastermind group work that we've done, I've really been able to uncover and pinpoint some of these traumas, I think, that have held me back. So I believe it really kind of goes back to college. You know, I, I felt like I was very, very academically ready, but not necessarily 
socially ready for the world and kind of had some challenging things happen that put me in kind of a depressed state, brought on a lot of anxiety that I did not prepare for and ended up in a uh, relationship that was fairly negative. There was emotional abuse and mental abuse, and it really brought me down to a place where I did not feel worthy. I really didn't feel like myself. You know, I I guess I was just kind of hanging in, but definitely felt like I had been beaten down a little bit and didn't remove from who I I knew myself to be previously. And so that was pretty tough. I was able to get out of that situation and eventually did get into a really great environment. I changed from one college to another and, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer of that. And I did end up meeting my husband. He also had started at one college and then came to another. And that's where we met. Along my journey, though, I ended up getting into art. I felt like that was something no one had really allowed me. You know, you, you, we were told you need to pick something that makes money and stick along that path, you know, check off those boxes. And so when I was able to kind of step more into the creative, I really felt like I was finding myself again. And then ended up getting pregnant before I was able to finish my degree, which ended up being a blessing. I wouldn't change anything. However, I think that it definitely created some limiting beliefs within myself. You know, I felt a little bit unworthy of certain jobs, certain positions, just because maybe I didn't have that piece of paper. Definitely had still a little bit of a stigma from that abusive relationship that I absolutely did not deal with. I just wanted to keep things, you know, happy, shuffle that under the rug, not really deal with it. Then later on, as years went into the marriage, my, my father-in-law actually ended up taking his life by suicide. A few years after that, we had a very close personal friend of my husband and I that we did life together. He passed away suddenly, and those were very, very challenging, dark times. I mean, it definitely triggered some of the depression and anxiety that I had dealt with before. But at the same time, you know, we're mom, you're a career woman, you just kind of want to not ruffle the feathers any more than they already have been. And so for me, I think I've really got stuck into a survival mode, I guess you could say. You know, we just had these steady jobs we could go to and do this and that, do your day-to-day routine and not really have to deal too much with the pain or the the trauma that we were facing. And so that went on for quite a few years until recently, I guess this year, I've, I've kind of been dealing with a little bit of that forgiveness, just of the, the situation in itself. Limiting beliefs, I think, really kind of kept me in that survival mode because I didn't want to deal with what we had been going through, just wanted to kind of keep things comfortable. For years, it kept me from pushing myself forward, really even exploring the potential that I had been missing. I do know that all of us moms, wives, career women, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. And what we had been dealing with in in my life added into that pushed me a little bit further from myself as each year went on. I was not able to really practice much creatively on my own. I wasn't writing a whole lot. I was just stuck in that day to day. And so I was focused on being able to keep the house clean, keep the kids fed, you know, keep my husband happy and my family and keep things great at at work. And by the time I found Shifter, like I said, I felt like I was doing great at home and work, but didn't even realize how much I had lacked taking care of myself until we started to visit all of that in the mindset work. So I often 
say that, and, and, and you'll read when you dive into the self-help industry, that the hardest part is the awareness. A lot of us are existing in survival mode and we have no idea what our unique collection of habits are. It's difficult to kind of differentiate our personality even sometimes from what's happening in life. So a habit is something that we're doing that we don't realize we're doing. But the moment we become aware of it, it's no longer a habit, it's a choice. So the awareness is where the real power is and our ability to make these changes and to grow in life in a quicker way. It expedites growth once, once we become aware. So at what point did you maybe become increasingly aware of that need or the desire to shift from survival to thriving? Was there a catalyst that inspired your desire to grow or was it just sort of a gradual series of events? I don't know that I can put my finger on it. I think it was gradually like a couple months into our mastermind group. I don't 100% remember which book it was. I remember that we really got into reading about and hearing about negative self-talk and you know, I honestly had never really had it phrased that way. I never really had it pointed out like we should not be telling ourselves we can't do this or we're not good enough or if I can only be a, this size, then I'll be okay with myself. You know, all those kind of things we just are told that's the norm as women. And so I just believe that was that was the norm. You know, I'm just always going to have these thoughts about myself and always need to push myself one step further. That was so freeing to see I can just stop that conversation and change it. Just stop saying I can't. You know, we're, I have a daughter. I know a lot of us have daughters and certainly never want to talk to them that way. And so that was really eye opening to think, you know, how would I want to talk to my daughter? Why am I not talking to myself that way? That really changed a lot. It started to affect my relationships. I think it really changed my outlook on things. So Kelly, you talk about limiting beliefs and how becoming aware of your limiting beliefs and overcoming them or rewriting those stories for yourselves really made a difference for you in your life. What are some of the tools, the, the techniques or the strategies you use to address those limiting beliefs? And what are other tools or strategies that you have adopted that you, you use along the way to help you? Again, limiting beliefs is something I don't think I really ever knew about until we got into the mindset work. Like I said, I had this feeling of maybe not being worthy enough, not fitting in, not being qualified for the job I had or the group I was in or, you know, whatever role that was. It was kind of, like you said, taking back that narrative or rewriting the narrative. That was really freeing to know that just because I tell myself I'm, you know, socially awkward, does not mean I'm actually unable to attend an event. Like I can push through my fear. I can talk to people. A big tool that helped with my work actually was the mental visualization, which I loved in all the mindset work that we got into how the brain works and why these techniques are going to help us. So that was a big thing, just visualizing, let's say a project that I was working on that maybe I did not feel 100% capable of just because I was beating myself up about it. I'd worry about each little step. So with mental visualization, I was able to see the end result, feel that proud feeling, and really focus on that end goal of, you know, being successful in that particular project. And the next thing I know, it's done. And maybe I'm making it sound a little too simple. It was a complex tool that I found very, very helpful in the workplace. Another thing that we talked about, which I know some people think is a little woo-woo, is meditation. But that has been absolutely transformative. Prayer has always been a part of my life. I've never been one of those people that could just sit there and stop. And so it's been a constant conversation every day. But I may 
may not be able to sit for 30 minutes and be still. I just don't necessarily have that attention span. But if I can spend five minutes in the car or one minute or maybe time in the shower where I can just really focus on my top values that I want my life to be aligning up with, maybe the top emotions I expect to be feeling in our family, in my job, whatever it may be, that really you know, the more I was focusing on those sort of things and just meditating on the goals that I was trying to put in my life, I'd stopped having to worry about how I'm going to get there. It just would happen. You experience more and more synchronicity in your life. So you say that you use mental visualization and you have adopted a meditation practice, which are both incredibly powerful tools uh, that we all have access to. But you also have another tool that has been really helpful for you. You are our chief creative officer. You are a creative person. What is the other tool that you use that helps you? You know, when I got all in survival mode in life, I really wasn't writing. And that is something that as I begin to pull back these layers that I think I'd put up in these walls around myself, I'm bringing that back and realizing, you know, that is what lights me up is writing. That is what lights me up is, is the creating that creative element. Even in my darkest days, you know, back when I was having trouble with depression, I remember just picking up a notebook and writing, just putting pen to the page. And because I could not get those emotions out, I didn't feel safe doing it at times. I also felt like I was no way going to be able to communicate that correctly, but I always had a pen and paper and oftentimes um, not even meaning to it would come out as poetry. And so that's actually been something really helpful that I've, I've been able to lean into a lot more over the past two years and kind of rediscover that passion. And it's been, I know it sounds a little simple, but it's been immensely helpful during the pandemic, honestly, on the the hard days when we were having to homeschool and the times that it's gotten very overwhelming, if I can just sit and process the hard emotions through writing. It, it just kind of all flows out of me and I feel like I can breathe afterwards. At least that's what it does for me. One other thing that's helped me with writing is, is literally just a gratitude practice. So I try to do that daily and it's things a little bit smaller than say food and a you know, shelter over your head. It's that my daughter chose to hold my hand that day or my son stopped playing video games and came and sat by me that, you know, things like that, that we take for granted, writing those down, it really helps you realize all the abundance that you already have right around you in your life. It it just like poetry has been very helpful for me when I get into those hard times of anxiety or depression, where I used to just literally go under the covers and have to be with myself for a while. I find that listing things I'm grateful for or going into that poetry mode literally lifts me out of that weighted feeling I would feel from that anxiety or depression. And so yeah, that, that has been a, a huge gift that has come out of the mindset work. Is it, and I feel like that's something I've definitely rediscovered in myself and gotten a little bit more connected to who I, I am at the surface. Uh, the mindset work is really helpful. I know when I started years ago, I used to think that I was striving to be at a place where everything was happiness and nirvana and enlightenment all of the time. And then I realized that that's not what it's about. We are going to have those challenging moments. We're going to hit these walls or experience obstacles, but it's what you're talking about. When we reach those moments in life, and that's where really the deepest learning comes from, that we have these tools 
that we can access and lean on, whether it's writing creatively or journaling to understand our emotions at a deeper level or the gratitude practices, the reframing, telling a different story or picking a different narrative. All of these tools help us to navigate these challenges in a way that really makes us feel empowered and powerful. So your journey through the mindset work, how has it impacted you moving into the space of authenticity and empowerment? I think being able to kind of identify a lot of fears that I I previously held or did not necessarily realize I held and push through them has been immensely freeing and empowering. You know, I'm, I'm not the best public speaker. That's something that just was always a fear for me. And we've definitely read at least one or two books where we were given very specific tools on how to push through that. I know Presence was one of the books that was really great. And as the universe would have it, you know, synchronicity, I ended up unexpectedly having to speak to a extremely large room of people but I had my shifter group behind me and I had the tools I'd learned and walked through that fear and came out just fine and feeling more empowered and like I can do it again. And so I think it's also helped the communication in my own family with my husband, with my children, helping me have some hard conversations I had to have maybe in the workplace or in the family. I know how to take that a little bit more out of a love perspective and and not take things so personally or assume the worst about the other people. Those have all been really helpful for me. How have you noticed in your life personally with like your family and interacting with other people, how has the mindset work impacted the people that you care about in life? Well, I'd like to think that it has organically trickled down and they are starting to also notice being more intentional with our days, being a little bit more grateful for things and also calming down and taking that deep breath before we communicate. I think before we were all a little prone to be hot-headed and get emotional when other people may have said things or done things that offended us or upset us. And there's been just a really new light, I think, shown on coming from a place of love, you know, we're told not to assume and not to take things personally. And I think for me, it saved so many arguments. We are all just at so much more peace with each other. You may be getting upset because you've had a bad day, but the same thing is true for the other person. And so I'm able to kind of step back and breathe, like I said, and we can have honestly much more conversations than we ever had before. The gratitude and the more intense each day has I think we've turned a new leaf with our children, just really making the most of each day. I know with my family, we love to travel before COVID. You know, we would always go on certain trips and I am a bit of a planner. And so I would spend just hours and hours and hours looking for the best route, the best restaurant, the best experience. You know, I wanted to have every little detail planned out, but I I come to this awakening that I was spending almost more time in the future planning things and missing out on time that I could have been having really wholesome you know, time with my family or my kids because I was literally just like planning our future away. I've, I've been able to let some of that go, which has been, the, the planning is a fun element of it, sure, but it's not as important by any means as sitting down and reading a chapter to your kid at night or something like that. And so I, I just feel like abundance has definitely grown in our household. That's really powerful. When we do the mindset work, it not only makes a difference in our lives, but like you said, it does tend to organically trickle down into the lives of the people that we care about and that we spend the most time with. So its reach is is far. And yes, I struggle with the same things. It's super easy to get trapped in the planning and trying to control the future. And so that's something else that I really appreciate 
in our mastermind group is that accountability that we have or that we share with one another. So there's so much that I have learned from you, Kelly. It's been such a pleasure walking alongside you as we take this journey together of growth. It's also, it's nice to be able to celebrate wins with our mastermind sisters and um, to be comforted and supported when we're experiencing some type of struggle or some type of loss in life. We like to end with three questions. So I would first like to ask you, what is your favorite book of all time? Of course, this is the hardest for me. I could fill up a bookshelf with my favorites. So I'm going to narrow it down to two. I actually read this book last year. It's called Getting Involved with God by Ellen Davis. And it actually explored the Old Testament, which was really unusual. You know, a lot of times we we mainly hear about the New Testament these days. It actually really got deep on showing us how much God cares about our mental health. There was just, it was eye-opening for me in that way. I think it showed me a new way to converse with God and also listen with God. And so in this whole mindset journey of like slowing down, being more intentional and trusting some of the things that were manifesting, this was a really good parallel for me to develop my trust even more in God and the universe. Other book I would say highly influenced me is Do It Scared by Ruth Soka. That one, I think, is just a really good across the board. You know, she does talk in about pushing through fears. She also goes really deep into a lot of family issues that we as women and moms struggle with. She gets really, really real with mental health, which I appreciated. Not enough, enough people do that in the books we're reading. And also just, just being very empowering and, and giving us tools to go about the day to day and push through our fears and also grow immensely along the way. And so... I would highly recommend those two books. So you refer to mental health. What piece of advice would you have for someone who may be struggling with their their mental health? Number one, that it's okay to talk about it. I don't know that we've really brought it up in this conversation, but I know we talk a lot about it in mindset work about our narrative. It is something that you want to bring it to people that that you feel safe around, of course. So it's it's very important to have these accountability partners to reach out to therapists if you need, but also, you know, if, if you are involved in any kind of spiritual practice, bringing it to the table there. Also write about it. You know, if you're like me and you, you're bad with getting those words out, write about it. Take that writing then to someone and share it. You'd be amazed at how many people have been through what you feel like you're the only one experiencing. That's kind of, I think what I have found, just share it again, push through that fear and share it. Because when I'm feeling my darkest, I feel like I'm the only one in the world feeling that way. And I've definitely learned that that is not the case. There's a huge amount of us in the world that have been through it and that want to help other people. That is so true. That's a fantastic piece of advice. So Kelly, speaking of advice, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? So I'm going to go for two different things there as well. So as a young girl, I was raised in a Christian home and my mom kind of, for me, I would say it was like a mantra. She had a verse that we would just recite all the time. And that was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you know, we use that to push through hard things. I was like in baton twirling or, or playing the saxophone or, or taking really big tests. You know, I, I use that in a lot of academic stuff, but it's also carried over like everything in life as a mother being reminded that we are equipped with the tools we need to get through it. We just need to trust. Honestly, Tarwick, you have actually given me one of the best pieces of advice ever as well, telling me to do things and act when inspired. That has been wonderfully challenging and also freeing because I feel like really leaning more into when I feel inspired, I get the best out of me. And it also puts me more in touch with my intuition. So I I get 
a little bit more familiar with that and more familiar with when I am inspired. Sometimes in our workday, we have this really great productive period and then we just lag and we really struggle to kind of get motivated again. And just like you said, you know, acting when you have that inspiration, getting everything you can out makes me feel like I've really been extremely productive and brought my best self to the table in that particular situation. Inspired action over forced action. Absolutely. It makes a big difference. It's a game changer for life. We're so hard, like you're talking about the narratives. It's so hard for us who feel we have these lists in our head that we need to do all of these things and we're pushing ourselves and forcing ourselves because of expectations or responsibilities. And the type of work and productivity done when we're forcing those things into place is very, very different than when we are taking the inspired action. And like you said, in that first verse that you quoted, the piece of advice that you said you grew up with, trusting in all things, the inspired action really is an exercise in trusting that everything is as it should be and will and will turn out okay. So what was the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? So actually, you know, I mentioned college being a little difficult with depression and stuff for me. So as a college student, you have counselors there, they're free. And so that's who I turned to at one point. And I had a job, I was going to school, yet struggling with a lot. And, you know, I brought a lot of those hard things to the table in that counseling session and how it maybe was affecting me in work, he immediately stopped and said, you know, you can't bring that to work. You need to separate your personal from business. Don't ever share with your coworkers. Don't ever let them know what you're going through. Certainly don't ever let them know about struggles you're having currently. That's just going to make you look weak. And, you know, I guess it made sense in a, a business sense at the time. But looking back, I mean, that was just another layer, another wall that I put up immediately. And one of the things I've learned through Mindset Work is uncovering these layers, getting to know myself again more and bringing that to the table in all that I do in my family and my work, my passions. And so I think holding myself back for so many years because I was told to do so was definitely not the right way to go. It definitely added on to me not feeling like I belonged and not feeling like I maybe was worthy or qualified. You know, like I say, in life, there's loving and learning. And if we're not loving it, then we're learning from it. And sometimes we experience moments where we're given maybe bad pieces of advice and we try those on. It gives us the contrast that we need and it gives us the perspective and the experience that grows our understanding and our compassion that has positioned you in a place you can share with other women. The importance of not doing that, the isolation isn't helpful at all in the compartmentalization. What we hear over and over again with the women who engage in Shifter is when you share, when you open up, when you give yourself the courage to be vulnerable, that's really when the transformations begin to happen. And I I love the safety of Shifter and the uniqueness. There's so much validity in our friend groups, our mom groups, our Bible study groups, but we're kind of all coming from the same little circle. And I think sometimes you hesitate to bring struggle to those groups because they want to keep you safe. And in Shifter, it's not that that's not present, but I feel like because there's such a variety of people and backgrounds, they're much more likely to throw out these creative solutions and help you walk through the fear because they're doing the same thing as they're going through this with you. It's really been a great safe space to have through all this growth. Well, Kelly, it's such a pleasure talking with you. My life is richer with you in it. I appreciate all of the wisdom that you have shared with me over time. And I'm excited to get to know you even more as we continue on this journey together. Thank you, Kelly. 
Thank you. Don't forget to check in the show notes how to learn more about Kelly. You can find her at shifther.co, meet Kelly. And you can also find her on Instagram at Mindset Musings. You might gain the pleasure of reading some of her creative musings, her powerful poetry. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at shifther.co, and read more about us at www.shifther.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.